This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome into the program. This is game time for a midweek Wednesday. Tom and Warden Air, we're glad you're with us. We are in the Allen Samuels studios. Uh, Aaron and I are anyway, and, and Ward is at Wings Pizza and Things in beautiful Temple, Texas. And Ward, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? Pizza and things couldn't be better, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's start. Here we go. Four hundred four Ward. What are we having today? Uh, I'm going. I've already made up my mind. I knew you were going to ask. I'm going to have the cheeseburger and tots today. So, you know, there's there, every song that I know of. It's it's cheeseburgers and fries, and you're right. But you're doing tots. I have to do the tots here. Uh, they're outstanding. Are they they're really? Absolutely. Oh yeah. No, are they are they cheese tots or just tots? You can get them with cheese on it. You can get it with chili, chili? on it. You oh, it, see, I'm sitting there thinking chili cheese tots. Giddy you can up. get it. You can get it with queso and bacon on it. No stop. Which is, yeah, which is outstanding, uh, and that's usually an appetizer. You, you can get them many ways, but I like their homemade ranch with the tots. Hang on, that's did you I'll say homemade ranch? Sandwich. Homemade ranch made right here on site. Outstanding! Wow, but I'm thinking that queso and and did you say queso and bacon? Queso and bacon, yeah, that's wonderful too. Oh, yeah. you you cannot go wrong with the variety of tots that you get here. Oh my! I'm just telling you. Goodness, that sounds so good. It is. Now, it is. I'm, now I'm just putting this out there for my cardiologist. I don't eat that kind of stuff. Oh no, no, no. I know you don't. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. I inhale that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but for Dr. Day over at Waco Cardiology, it doesn't happen. Never happens. Mm-hmm. It's a heart-healthy Pinocchio. diet. It's a heart-healthy diet. All right, uh, 406, sort of, uh, not really. Uh, 406, welcome into the program. This is game time. We, we got a lot to get to today, but I want to first start by saying it and take a serious moment. Uh, our thoughts and our prayers are with the folks at Timberview High School today. Um, just... An unfortunate situation and a, a tragic situation, and uh, my goodness, uh, Ward, uh, you know, we were all kind of keeping an eye on that uh, this morning at 9.15, and, and, you know, for the students, I can't imagine the fear. For the mm-hmm. uh, for the parents, I can't imagine the fear. For the, for the, uh, the, uh, the coaches and the teachers and all of the administrators that feel a responsibility to those young people, I can't imagine the fear. Uh, just an unfortunate situation. Yeah, it's awful. Absolutely awful. Makes you sick at your stomach. And for those folks, you know, that's that's just something that you, you don't even want to think about as, as a teacher or a coach or administrator or a parent, mm-hmm. you know, having to worry about your kiddo going to school and worried about the kids that are underneath your care at school. Those are just a couple of things that you don't want to think about, but thank goodness that they had plans in place to – keep it from getting worse and and got it under control you know as quickly as they possibly could i mean it's still a, an awful 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 situation but holly i i can't imagine just like you said having to to look up and and know that your son or daughter is in the middle of that and you have no idea what's going on right we're talking about mansfield timberview and you're right <clears throat> excuse me uh watching 
I mean, we were able to watch some of this, uh, I guess, because of a helicopter that was hovering over uh, the uh, the high school. But uh, just the organization, the the calmness of that school yeah, and that school district, it was truly remarkable how well they. I mean, you know, it's one thing to run a drill, but this is re- this this was the real deal, and they. I think they handled it incredibly well. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned, it probably saved. Uh, probably save more people and get things under control a heck of a lot quicker because they knew exactly what to do in that lockdown situation. Absolutely. And hats off to them for being able to, you know, go through it and make sure that, you know, it was handled the way that they, you know, drew it up and, and knew that they can handle it. But you never know in those situations if it's going to unfold like that. But you're right, just watching it was amazing, the organization that they had in front of that high school and with people moving around because it could have been, you know, it could have been total chaos yeah. very easily. Yeah, in, indeed, and it certainly wasn't. So, uh, and again, our thoughts and our prayers are with those. I think they're reporting what uh, four that are that are injured. Uh, That's uh, the last report I saw. Yeah, four. So, so, you know, and and I believe they do now have the shooter who is a student uh, in custody. So. Uh, that is that's good news there too. All right, nine minutes after four o'clock. Coming up on the program, we're going to continue talking about the playoffs, uh, baseball playoffs. Did you watch the game last night? I I had it on. I did not lock down on it. Like I told you, I had some stuff to do, get my boards and stuff done, and and do those type of things. But I I did watch, and I was Boston played very very well. They I did. you know, and, and the Yankees missed an opportunity. Uh, there in the ball game to to make that thing a little bit closer and maybe crawl back into it and they they couldn't get it done so hats off to Boston. Dug yourself a early hole because yep. Yeah, I mean let's let's face that. Don't blame that on Boone. And I mean I know that they're already screaming for the general manager's head and they're screaming for Boone's head. You run your best guy out there and he wasn't very good last night. And that's all you can do. Dude, I mean that, if you go with your number one and, and he doesn't get it done, what what else, what else are you expected to do? Now, I will tell you this. I, I think the third base coach will sleep walking through that game. I mean, there's, I no, there's no way Judge scores from on that play. That should be second and third, and then you let Gallo strike out. Uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> sorry. 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 If you're going uh, by probability, no, but you're that's right. the highest that's, probability. Yeah. That, that, is, that is the play that I was talking about. I mean, they had oh. a chance to try to set things up and close the gap a little bit and, and maybe make a little bit of a run. And it was just an awful base running mistake. And doesn't that that play kind of – It takes everything out. Well, yeah, it just, well, the home run doesn't even mean anything now. I mean, No, it, absolutely you know, not. If, hey, look, if you hit a home run there, then you get second and third, and maybe you do get a fly ball to the outfield out of Gallo and you score a run. Now it's three to two game on again. Yeah, you're chipping away. Yeah, but they walked off the field as winners, and the Yankees walked off the field in that inning as losers, and that's how the game ended up because that's exactly how it felt. It felt like, oh, that home run was just an afterthought, uh, you know, even though it did cut the lead to 3-1. to one. But right. when, when you give up a run at the plate, like, and it wasn't even close. No. I mean, no, it was, it was, a, it was a bumbling mistake. Yeah. And, and Judge can only do – what the third base coach tells him to do, and you can see Oh, that see wasn't them. on him, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're he's, right. He's, he's flapping in the winds, waving him home. Uh, yeah. 
But anyway, so we'll get into that. Uh, Awful. We're going to talk to Jeff Wilson today. He uh, he covers the Rangers. We're going to talk about the Rangers fire a couple of coaches. Obviously, it's the coach's fault that the team is so bad. Uh, Cowboys and the Giants, we'll talk a little bit about that one coming up. Stephen Simcox is going to join us and talk some TCU football. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to preview the Bears and West Virginia. And we'll also... Uh, We'll also talk to the voice of the Texas Longhorns. Craig Way is going to join us at 530, and he'll give us a preview from the Texas perspective on the uh, UTOU game coming up at the Cotton Bowl on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. I didn't realize this. This is Texas's third 11 a.m. game in the second for Oklahoma. So I'm sure they may not even Well, they come. ought to be used to it. Well, Oklahoma may not even come. I mean, you know, they don't like those 11 o'clock games, so they may just. Right. You know, okay. All right, uh, 12 minutes after four. That's what we got planned for you here. Uh, this afternoon on the program. Game time brought to you by our good friends at uh, at, uh, at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business, and our 4 o'clock hour, a service of good feet. This is game time. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight and, again, very quiet conditions. Lows fall to 59 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. It's going to be a hot day. Highs top out at 93 degrees and mostly sunny on Friday. About the same with a high of 92. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott is under center. Only heard here. And they're going to play fake and boot to the right. And the wide open tight end is at the 20 at the 15. All season. Schultz made a move to the goal line. The touchdown machine. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Giants. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Giants, Sunday at 2.30 on ESPN Central Texas. Dollar General is a proud sponsor of the 2021 ESPN Events College Football Tailgate Tour. Looking for the really low prices on the items you use most? Then stop in at your nearby Dollar General where you can get in, get out, and get on your way. Dollar General is your official retailer for tailgating and home gating, whether you're on the way to the stadium or watching from home. With brands you know and love like Cheez-Its, Reese's Pieces, Kingsford Charcoal, Clorox Wipes, and more, Dollar General saves you time and money every day. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Have you heard about the new Quesavira? That's right, Quesavira. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Waco. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys have released linebacker Jalen Smith. The Cowboys owe him his full $7.2 million base salary and will save $9.2 million on next year's salary. Looking to address the growing number of transfers, the NCAA Division I Council approved a one-year waiver that will allow college football teams to sign up to seven players to replace those who leave. The waiver will allow to sign 25 players plus as many as seven transfers, not high school players, to replace those who transfer out the first term. The Red Sox beat the Yankees last night in the wild card 6-2. Now will face the Rays. In the National League, the Cardinals and Dodgers tonight in the wild card. First pitch at 7-10. Catch the Scott Stewart Show tonight from Wings Pizza and Things in Temple on Fox Sports Central Texas starting at 6 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's 16 minutes after 4, 416 as we welcome you back into game time here on ESPN Central Texas. So, Ward, you said that um, you 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 watched but you didn't watch the, uh, the, the the baseball game last night? Yeah, that's. I mean, it was on, but I did not lock down and sit down and watch it like I know you did. <laughs> yeah, I certainly did. Uh, mm-hmm. St. Louis and the Dodgers tonight. Uh, but... Man, what a what a what an interesting baseball game it was last night, and and Boston comes away with the victory. The old one, fly ball right center field. Renfro is there and calling. He makes the catch, and the Red Sox move on. The Red Sox advance to the American League Division Series against Tampa Bay, and they eliminate the New York Yankees with a six-two win. And they're mobbing each other by the pitcher's mound. <laughs> I mean, that's the play-by-play guy. And don't you know he's smiling from ear to ear uh, oh, for, sure. the, for the Red Sox uh, with with that deal. But, yeah, it was uh, – I, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you just you just didn't get what you needed out of Garrett Cole. And, I mean, look, your, your starter, your ace, the, the guy that you went and got to build your pitching staff around gives you two innings in a playoff game, three runs earned on four hits. Uh, yeah, that's not how you drew it up. No. There's no doubt. And, and, you know, and, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, basically, it changes everything that you planned on how you were going to pitch that night. Uh, I mean, well, be, sure it did. You've got to think you're getting at least five, six out of, out of Garrett Cole, and then you piece it together the rest of the way. But, no, they're in the pen after two innings, and it, it, it just, man, it, even at that, they still had a couple of opportunities, but man, when when I, I, you could just you could feel the air go out of the cell when Judge gets thrown out by about seventy five feet at at uh, for, at home plate. Not actually, what seventy five feet, but you know what I mean. Well, they were done at that point. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw that happen, and it, and it, they folded the tents. They just said, "It's not our night. Not going to happen." You know, they'd already had the the starting rotation just completely blow up in their face and then they have that happen they you know it, it there was there was nothing left in the tank for them and you know for ranger fans i guess you could look at it and go hey well the, you know the yankees go out and spend more than anybody else and they only play one more game than you do yeah How about that and, and and you know that 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 has been an interesting conversation today because it was a conversation that we had yesterday before 
Because, look, I, I, I didn't have a dog in the hunt, the Yankees or the Red Sox. No. Care less. But I, I, I do I do hate the one-game format. I said that yesterday. Well, now that the, the game was played uh, and the Yankees exited stage right, the, the conversation was all over national radio today about the format uh, in just one game. And, look, if the Dodgers, who how many did they win? One, 105, 106, something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if, if they, they go out tonight, if the they, conversation will continue. Oh, my goodness, it's going to blow up if they go out tonight uh, against St. Louis. And you know as well as I do, in a one game, in, again, look at last night, prime example. Garrett Cole's a well, tremendous yeah. pitcher, and he couldn't throw a fastball for a strike and, and had no fastball command. He finally got his slider going for a brief moment. And when he was spinning the slider in those – in the second inning, you're like, okay, live with this. But then all of a sudden he loses the slider again. Yeah, I mean, it, it can and, happen. And that's what you're talking about. That's going to happen to everybody at some point in time. You hope it doesn't happen in a key situation like that, but it does. It just happens in the game of baseball. You just go out there some nights and you just don't have it. You can't dial it in. And when that happens, things like this happen. A good team gets knocked out because of the fact that your starting rotation puts you behind the eight ball, and you couldn't find a way out of it. Look, I don't want to be playing baseball at Christmas, but with that said, don't we deserve more than a one-game play-in tie? I mean, that doesn't even feel like a playoff game. It feels like a play-in game. Uh, well, it does. It is a play-in game. I mean, it basically is a play-in game. It's not a one-game playoff. I mean, it, it technically is, but whoever gets it gets, hey, hey, you're now in the playoffs. Now let's crank it up. and. Uh, get into some Major League Baseball players. You know, I you can avoid going into Christmas. Cut the season down. Do we need 162 games? I no, we don't. We don't need 162 games to figure out who the best team is. So cut it back and, and go with another series if you want to extend the playoffs and, and get rid of the one-game wild card. Yeah, you know, why not make everything four out of seven? Just make everything four out of seven. Instead of this one's a one game, this one's a three out of five, all the last two are four out of seven. Just make everything four out of seven, cut it to 150 games, trim 12 games off the schedule, six home dates. That's all we're talking about, six home dates over the course of an entire season. Trim it down to 150 uh, instead of the 162, and then everything is four out of seven. And, look, you can share the revenue that that was lost in the playoff, in, in those six home dates, by having more television national TV revenue. I mean, there's got to be a way to figure this thing out. But, oh, man, I know a live is, yeah. one game, I just that's just not what baseball's supposed to be. It's not no. supposed to be one game. It's supposed to be a series. It is. And, you know, I, you kind of see the example, and, and you're right. Tonight, if that blows up in their face, you're going to hear more of it. But, again, you know, I you, there's a million things. You, 150, that's fine. There's a million things you can do. Hey, how about cut out the four series you're playing in, in cross leagues? Don't have the American League and National League anymore play each other. Although it's cool to be able to see a National League team come to town every now and then, but it's not necessary. If you want to cut that out, I mean, trim the season down even more if you need to to make it happen. Uh, it, but, you know, the owners are going to say, no, we've got to have those home games for concessions and parking and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You, you know how that, that conversation is going to go already. But I'm just telling you, if if you have more national television revenue, uh, if you're charging the networks more because you're offering them more playoff games, can't you make up that lost revenue to share with the other clubs? Sure you can. No. Well, I think you can make some of it up. But, you know, the owners are going to say, no, 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 no. You know how much I make on parking? 
and look, go to a game and try to park. He, they're right. It's absolutely nuts. Unless you're in Houston where there is no parking. But, uh, that's another story. <laughs> 423, 23 after 4. So tonight, who, who do you like, St. Louis or the Dodgers in, in L.A.? I, I said St. Louis yesterday, and I'm sticking with it. Dodgers. By yeah. the way, I was the only person to pick the Red Sox yesterday. Not toot my own horn, but yeah, you, figured I'd toot my own are. horn. What the, <laughs> what the hell do you mean I don't want to toot my own horn? I mean, you're playing taps as it is. Uh, so I'm going I'm going Dodgers. Uh, okay. I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but oh, by the way. Mm-hmm. <sighs> reminds me of somebody else I know. It's a 424. <laughs> this, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Stay with us. Jeff Wilson, who covers the Rangers on a day-to-day basis, will be with us. And uh, we're going to look ahead to 2022 with Jeff. We'll do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Baylor Coaches Show. Tonight, live from Rudy's in Waco. Join us tonight, beginning at 7 p.m., live from Rudy's for the Baylor Coaches Show and hear from new women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's tonight, beginning at 7. The Baylor Coaches Show. Tonight, live from Rudy's in Waco. Here on ESPN Central Texas. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for complete list. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing lender ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project founded in 1969 barnett contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build their services include excavation utilities civil engineering concrete work paving and storm drainage do business with central texas's premier site work contractor barnett contracting where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients learn more at barnettcontracting.com All right, 427, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. And our 4 o'clock hour is uh, brought to you in part by Goodfeet in the Central Texas Marketplace. Goodfeet, where you 
you can, uh, man, if you have if you have back pain, knee pain, hip pain, why not check out Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace? They're open seven days a week from uh, uh, Monday through Saturday from 10 until 6 and Sunday from noon until 5. It's a three-step arch support system. And how do I know? Because I got them. How do I know? Because I went and took the the uh, the uh the consultation and and the fitting and it, it, they have a strengthener, a maintainer, and relaxer for a total body wellness program. And it, really, they truly are premier pain relief products, and they help you with your structural support. And when you when that is correct, then the pain all of a sudden miraculously disappears. See how it all kind of goes together? Uh, it, it, look, they've got uh, 350 different sizes, 25 different styles. And, again, uh, the, the uh, consultation and the fitting is absolutely free. So, man, if you've got some, some, some aches and some pains and you're like, I'm not sure what's wrong with my knee, it may not be your knees. It may be your arch support system. Check them out today. It's Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. All right, uh, 428. We're 28 after 4, and we welcome into the program Jeff Wilson. And, and Jeff, good afternoon, man. We appreciate your time today. Hey, what's going on? Not a whole lot. I, I was reading – your your article this morning, and a couple of coaches got fired, and I just kind of chuckled. Let's uh, let's blame it on the coaches. Well, you know, I I, I can see why you chuckled. Uh, I I kind of did too. But uh, you know, in, in, in the in the case of the hitting coach Luis Ortiz, um, he really the, the offense has, has been bad really for for three seasons. Uh, his, his three seasons, not definitely not up to the usual Texas Ranger standards. Uh, something was missing there, and I, and I don't know what it is. Louis, Louis is about the nicest guy on the face of the earth, incredibly intelligent, you know, bilingual. Uh, got, was able to, uh, it, seemed, it seemed, able to communicate with, with all players. And granted, the, the Rangers did not have a ton of talent here the last two years, but uh, the, the players that he did have for those three years didn't really get a lot better. You can make a case that Joey Gallo got better. Uh, Rugnet Odor certainly didn't get better in those two years. Elvis Andrus didn't get better in the two years that, that Louie had him. And then, guys, this year, I think there was just some, some. I don't know if it was too much information or what, but it seemed like there was just a, there would be games where the offense just couldn't, couldn't do anything. It was like they were, they were intimidated or, or, or scared or afraid to, to put the ball in play. And uh, so I, I think that. It's not it's not a bad thing to get a new voice there. Uh, bench coach, you know, Chris Woodward today talked about it. <laughs> he said Don Wakamatsu was a perfect fit for him. Uh, you know, in 2019 when he when he first got the job, uh, you know, first time manager. But I think things have changed now. I think Woodward kind of has his his footing under him and, and the way he wants to go as a manager. And I don't know that that he he and Walk were, were on the same page uh, in, in terms of that. So. You know, I, I think having a new general manager doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't uh, help guys who are on on the bubble. You know, a new GM wants to put his imprint on things, and I think Chris Young might might have had a little uh, sway in that too. Is Chris Woodward safe under Chris Young? Do you do you feel like that he's set in stone and he's going to be the Rangers manager moving forward? Well, it's interesting because uh, you know the Rangers exercised uh, their option on Woodward in spring training, so uh, I believe he that Woodward will enter this season without a contract for for 2023. So 
you know, kind of a, a lame duck situation, if you will. Um, you know, the, the, the one thing that I've, I've said all along and, and what I said, I mean, I've said it to Chris Woodward's face, is I, I don't know if he's a good manager because he hasn't been in any situation where for an extended stretch of games he's had to do, you know, late game managing, where he's had to make defense substitutions, where he's had to bring in certain pitchers at certain times or, you know, sit certain guys for certain matchups in games that are meaningful. And, and he agrees. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that he's confident that when he gets in that situation, he'll be fine. But we haven't seen it yet. And, and so I think he's being judged on, on, on how players are responding. You know, are they coming? Are they working every day? Are they, are they the kind of people that the Rangers want? And so on that, I think he, he gets pr- pretty high marks. But to judge him as a manager, I don't, I don't think there's enough evidence to do that. And, and Jeff, I've said that a million times on this show. I don't know how to judge – uh, Woody as a skipper, and and you've been around Major League Baseball a lot more than we have. I mean, continue talking about how you how do you come to that determination? Because it's I'm I'm thinking as this thing continues to move forward, could could the process stall because you do have the wrong guy and you just don't know it? Well, I I would, I would say this, you know the. Chris Woodward replaced Jeff Bannister, who won division titles in his first two years, and and they didn't get eliminated from the playoffs until the final week of 2017. They had a real chance going into that last week. I think there were two games back of Seattle of uh, the wild card spot with ten to play, uh, and then they kind of laid an egg. <clears throat> but well, the, the reason that, that Jeff Bannister for Jeff Bannister's dismissal was he lost the clubhouse. They they. Didn't the, the players could see through him? They, they thought it was an act, you know. And and he was he would have been a good manager. He was a good manager for the 15 and 16 teams because they were they were a little bit older and um, and and they just needed a, a, a nudge. But as the roster got younger and turned over, it was he was a, he he couldn't he couldn't sell everybody uh, on on the right vision. And so I, I think that that's what ultimately uh, cost him his job. Woodward, Woodward you know, is, is lucky, I guess, in that he has a bunch of young guys who are hungry who've never been in the major leagues before and want to stay, so they're going to listen to what he has to say. I, I think that if if the, the, the front office puts together, uh, is, is able to, to somehow lure some big-name free agents to the team, I, I think at that point there will be a measurement, there will be a, a, something quantitative, that, that Chris Woodward has to do from a wins and loss perspective, the team's not going to be good. I, I, I don't, I don't think, you know, I, 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 w- I would be shocked if they were a 500 team next year, but they're, they better not lose, lose 102 games again. Then I think he's in trouble. I, th- I think it's still, you know, you kind of go back to Ron Washington in, in 07, the Rangers believed in him. They weren't very good. 08, uh, again, below 500. Then, then they were, they were close. In '09, before you know, making their, their their run to two straight World Series, so that might be the same the same program that that Woodward's on. Uh, if if the momentum is is in the right way, if the clubhouse character is in the right way, if they're playing the way that Woodward wants them to win, then I think maybe he gets he gets an extension at some point in the middle of next year. You know, we hear the noise of yeah, they're going to go out and look at the free agent marking. We've heard that before though, and they decided not to do it or they lowballed their way through free agency 
now that the new stadium is there, is there enough to entice players to come play for a team that just lost 102 games in a season? Well, that's that's actually what I was writing when you guys called. I mean, that's that was the the main topic uh, today uh, during during the the year-end uh, season in review wrap-up. We didn't review; we looked forward and and uh, we you know we flat out asked them the first I don't know probably probably four or five questions were about how is this team is this team going to spend money who are they going to spend it on and how the heck are you going to convince a free agent to want to come here i mean you know if you if you look at the free agent shortstop market which is loaded this year you have you have uh, carlos correa who's been in houston and has won his, his whole career uh, marcus Simeon, who's been in oakland and toronto and was close this year uh, i mean there are a ton of guys trevor story who is from from Irving, you know, he's from right down the street. He lives in Colleyville. He lives 15 minutes away from the ballpark, which he's played in Colorado his whole career. Does does he want to come and lose? Probably not. I don't think any of those guys do. So it's going to have to be a heck of a sell. And the one way one way to sell is with a lot of extra money. And and one thing that that John Daniel said multiple times is that ownership has has uh, he said it once. He said recommitted recommitted to to paying market value for for top free agents. So. That, that's encouraging. He's, 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 when asked what market value means, John Daniel said, uh, you know, in, in line with, with the size of this media market. So if that's the case, then, then they've got a chance. But you, get, you just you have to see it to believe it. And, you know, when they came up so short on Anthony Rendon a few years ago, I think that was a pretty big blow. And another setback, at least in the fan base's eyes, and, and you know, they can't get the big free agent. They're, they're gonna have they're gonna have to go an extra year they're gonna have to go extra million dollars or whatever it is to to get a guy like that to come here for for what looks to be a losing season in 2022 Jeff kind of describe to to us what what the structure is I mean it, it almost sounds like Chris young is just kind of there and Jeff and, and John Daniels is still kind of doing his deal I mean I I don't know I mean am I am I am I way off base here or not uh, yes and no. I, I think that um, the, these front office moves that have happened here in the last month, with uh, uh, kind of reshuffling the player development, I think I think that was heavy. Chris Young, <clears throat> some of the guys who got shuffled out or shuffled around uh, were, uh, were were guys who under John Daniels had been there a while, and, and the farm system is much better this year, but it had languished for three, four years. So I think, I think you can attribute that to, to Chris Young. Uh, I think he did, a, you know, he did a lot of the heavy lifting with Jack Leiter in the draft. I, I think that, that his influence, the way he uh, uh, meshed with the family and going to Nashville multiple times and, and, and talking to Jack and then also meeting with, with the dad, Al, uh, I, th- I think that was very, <laughs> very, very, played a very, very big role in why the Rangers have Jack Leiter and not some high school shortstop now. So uh, I think there, you, you can see little imprints of it. My, my impression is that on some of this stuff, John Daniels is, is you know, he is at the top of the food chain, but I think he's, he's signing off on things. I think that things get, get brought to him and he, and he gives a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And frankly, I think he's given a lot of thumbs up. Um, just that's my impression. I, I don't know if that's, that's right or wrong, but, just kind of just kind of looking at it from 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 you know one year of, of 
Chris Young and 13 years of John Daniels, I can pick out a couple small differences. Do you feel like that they need to build this around position players like you mentioned a few minutes ago, or would it behoove them more to go for some big arms in, in the starting rotation and maybe fill in some some guys into the bullpen and, and try to work it through that angle? Well, it, you know, you kind of look at their at their farm system, and they actually they actually have a chance to have some pretty good starting pitchers. I know that's one thing that is that has bitten them for what they've been they've been in Arlington since 1972, so it's bitten them for 50 years. That's because they 50 yeah, years, I mean, you know, yeah. And and but, you know, but you know, you look at Josh Young and what he did this season. It was he was hurt, but he still. Uh, you know, finished hitting well over 300. He finished the season at AAA with an 18-game hitting streak. I think he hit 21 homers and 300 at-bats. So you, you, you look at Josh Young and you think, all right, this is a guy. Um, uh, you know, Justin Foscue, who, who's the, the 2020 first-rounder, he's probably a couple years away at second base. So it, it, it is a kind of a balancing act. You you know, Cole Wynn, who, who could be in the major leagues next year at some point, the right-handed pitcher, and, and then Leiter right there with him, you, you – you probably need to sign at least one really good starting pitcher. I don't know if like Max Scherzer might be too old and too expensive. Uh, maybe a Kevin Gossman who's been with San Francisco and seems to have rediscovered things after being a, a really highly touted first round pick on the screw. Maybe that's the way you go. But I, I think when you look at the team's offense, the last three, four years, they, they just need to upgrade. And I think the changes to the ballpark, you know, in ballparks, it's, harder to hit at Globe Life Field. So I think I think that, that if, if it's me, you go you go and you get some bats and try to try to score some more runs. The Rangers lost a lot of a lot of low scoring games this year. And uh, you know that that's that wasn't the pitching staff's fault. Jeff, when you look at the roster at the end of the season, uh Talk about some of the some of the young ones that you think are, are, are players that they can, and not say build around, but are going to be part of the pieces, part of the puzzle, if you will. Uh, how many of these of these young guys are are going to be on this this uh, big league roster when we when we open up uh, training camp or, or open up the season in twenty twenty two? Well, I think I think in twenty twenty two a lot of them will be around. It's it's after that I'm not sure about. So like I. I Personally, I think Leody Tavares, the center fielder, is a long-term piece. He's so good mm-hmm. defensively and so fast, and he showed he showed a little more of the bat here uh, the last month than he did the first month. So I I just am a, a big believer in him. But then after that, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest, it's tough. I mean, you have you do have Adolis Garcia. You you hope that he's more like the player he was in the first half than the second half. Uh, you know, Nathaniel Lowe at first base. Uh, can you do better? Yes. Can you do better immediately? Probably not, and, and it, it was his first full major league season, so maybe there's more there than the 17 or 18 homers he hit. There needs to be at that position. And I, I think a catcher, you know, Jonah Heim or Jose Trevino, one of those guys will will end up working in a, in a catching uh, tandem with Sam Huff, who's, who's a top catching prospect. But, uh, I mean, it's it, it's slim pickings, and I think that's the one thing the Rangers learned this year. They don't, they don't have a lot of, like, pieces that that are going to be regulars on a championship team you know Andy Abania has had a had a nice little season but where does he play can you you know he hit he hit nine home runs you know you you need to do better than that at the position he plays so Mm -hmm. he could be a utility guy Isaiah kind of maybe he plays second base if they sign a shortstop maybe he comes back into that super utility role but 
you look at what he did this season, it was very inconsistent, uh, not enough power, you know, very good defense. But I just think that what the Rangers learned this year is that the cupboard was pretty bare and that they're going to have to sign some pretty big pieces and build around them and, and hope that the prospects hit. Where does Peters fit into this thing? Yeah, he's a pretty intriguing guy, mm-hmm. uh, honestly. You know, you look at what he did. He, I think he got signed on August 3rd or claimed on waivers August 3rd. He had about a dozen homers for the Rangers, which, which led the team from that point on. Um, swings and misses a ton. He's got to fix that. Very good defensively. So he, he's, got, he's got some of it figured out. But but it's it's not all there. But the the question on Peters, I would ask, is if the if the Los Angeles Dodgers weren't sure if he was ever going to hit, why would they put him on waivers? You know, so um, you, you got some questions with him. But there are a lot of tools there too. You know, we were just talking about it yesterday. What keeps the fans intrigued as you go through this? This is a tough process that the Rangers are going through right now. Yeah, it, it is, and you know, I, I think if you kind of look at let's say the last uh seven or eight years in 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 baseball who 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 have won world series well uh the houston astros won world series the chicago cubs won a world series the cleveland indians went to world series and you know tampa bay let's say in the last 15 years has has come on come on and is is now a, a regular contender and what do they all have in common they were all terrible for a stretch and they all selected high in the draft and put their teams together. And so, and what, and they ended up either going to world series or winning world series. So that's kind of the, the, the system that, that the Rangers and the pirates and the Orioles are currently following. And it, I I guess you hope that if you're a fan, that, that that blueprint turns out to work, with the Rangers and you know that it is a big market they are talking about spending money so that's encouraging but it, it's all got to come together but if you're if you're hopeful if you are a Rangers fan and you want to see good things look at the minor leagues believe in the prospects believe that they're going to be good and then we're talking about first round picks we're not talking about guys who are you know 21st rounders who you're hoping come through these are these are guys who are the best in high school or college and uh, they're 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 knocking on the door now, so that, that's kind of exciting. And that's honestly, if you want to build a team, that's the way to do it, so that you have these guys under control. They're they're affordable for a number of years, and, and in that time, you can draft more of them. But also, you use the money you're saving uh, on rotation, let's say, or third base, because you have so many young guys, and you can sprinkle that money into free agency and and, and su- support that that core. Jeff, uh, what are you working on for Substack? I mean, uh, for, uh, for for us Ranger fans, I know you're on Substack. But what are you working on right now? Yeah, well, I mean, it was a, there's a lot of news that came out of that, that that press conference today. So we're working on that, and then you know, kind of kind of look ahead. I mean, who who are the Rangers going to sign? Who, like you just asked, is going to be part of the the team uh, from this year going forward? So just just a lot of questions, and also you know, always always at uh, my little newsletter. Always stuff on prospects, so we're going to have a lot of that. Got a podcast going these days too, so a lot of stuff. You know, the off season for me is always busier than the the regular season, so there's going to be a lot of news this year. All right, so we go to Substack.com. Then how do we find you? JeffWilson.Substack.com. That's that's what you type in. Voila, Um, you can uh, sign up for the free newsletter, or you can. uh, 
do what you've done and get a get a paid subscription so you don't miss any premium content. There you go. Hey, Jeff, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Yeah, as always, guys, I appreciate it. See Thanks. you later. That is Jeff Wilson, uh, who uh, wrote for, uh, I think, the, the Forward Star Telegram for a lot of years and then decided to go out on his own. And, man, he's got a uh, great thing going. And some of those uh, some of those writers, uh, Ward, that, that you grew up with uh, that were mm-hmm. with the Forward Star Telegram, they're, they're doing features for him. Uh, it's really good stuff. Yeah, that's the fun part. I get to see some of those guys that, you're right, that we grew up reading there in, in the Metroplex and, you know, haven't been able to find them for a while. And, and Jeff has had them do some some special pieces there on Substack, and it, mm-hmm. it's fun to be able to read those guys again. Jeff Wilson at Substack.com. All right, uh, 448, stay with us. Coming up, we are going to talk about the Cowboys and the Giants. We're going to do that next. The Lorena Coaches Show with Ray Biles is brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life, and the Lorena Athletic Association. The Lorena Leopards moved to 2-0 in district play with a 55-14 win over Troy. Coach, who in that game performed well on offense? I thought our offensive line, when we talked about them earlier in the year, Lark, but uh, those guys have continued to improve, and that, that's just a big part of what's going on because our running back situation has been a committee so far for the year. We've had several kids break 100 yards, and uh, rather than Henry got 140, Casey Fitz got over 100. Yeah, I mean, we just had a lot of uh, kids running well. So, uh, very pleased with what's going on up front. Those guys are working hard, and those backs are working hard. And then Ryan Abel, our quarterback, had another great night. But, uh, you know, when you can throw when you want to, not when you need to, it makes a big difference. Happy with your defensive play. Yeah, the kids are, again, a lot of improvement there. Uh, they're continuing to get better. We we had gave up one long drive, but it's like I told uh, told the guys after the ball game. I said, look, I, I know most teams can go 80 in one play, but if you force them to go 80 and 12 or 13, or 14 there are a lot of things that can go wrong for an offense in that many snaps so uh you know our goal is to keep them snapping the ball again if they are moving the chains well eventually we hope to get a, a stop in there or take away or something or three and out. you know the number one thing is we can't give up home runs can't give up the big play and uh, we did a pretty good job of containing everybody the other night but defensively again they're coming along and uh, we, we still work in progress we got a lot of things we got to fix and that's what we're trying to do this week you got a taste of district play now. The bye week comes up. Possibly even the most difficult part of the schedule is still ahead. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've got four more ball games to, to look at, and, and every one of them are important. Uh, like I said, right now, we're kind of doing some internal focusing on what we feel like maybe some of our shortcomings are, some things that we need to develop and get a little bit better at. So that's what we're going to try to focus on this week, and then we'll get, uh, get into McGregor next week. ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life, member FDIC. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month, and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all-volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. 
In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Rookie home buyer? Go the distance with First Central Credit Union. We are opening doors to home ownership. First Central's open door mortgage loans up to 95% of the appraised home value. Our starting lineup includes low closing costs, no points, low origination fees, flexible terms, and competitive rates. Thinking about refinancing your mortgage loan? This plan works for you, too. Apply online at firstcentralcu.com. We're your team. Everything we do, we do for you. Some restrictions apply. Rates subject to change. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. All right, 452, it's 8 in front of 5. This is Game Time, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, Tom, and Ward, and Aaron, and we're glad you're with us here on a Wednesday. Okay, Ward, I, 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 you've been calling for it uh, for a, well, since training camp, and it finally happened. The Cowboys got, <laughs> they, they got rid of They got rid of him. They, they moved him on. But here's my deal about Jalen Smith. He, he first of all, he, I thought he played pretty solidly last last football game. But with with the injuries that you have up front, defensive end linebackers, why are you moving him now? Other than you don't want him to get hurt, and it costs you nine million dollars next year. Bingo. That's exactly what they did. They saw that price tag coming down that was guaranteed if he got hurt next year, uh, they would have to pay him nine point two million, and so they decided. You know what? This guy's going to rack up more playing time, and we don't want to have him be a part of our future anyway. So, it's time to move on before something bad happens. Well, that was precisely my point. I, I think the guy can help you right now with the injuries that you have currently. Maybe uh, in six weeks uh, you don't need him, but I mean, right now I, I kind of thought you did, but clearly they they feel like they don't with with. Uh, the guys that they got there now and the guys that they got coming back. They've got some guys coming back that are getting healthy and coming off protocol, so they feel like that they can piece it together. And I think what Dan Quinn has done uh, over the last three or four ball games, or last three ball games, I guess it's been, uh, being able to put some players in different places and be successful scheming things up, they feel very comfortable that he can do the same thing without having Jalen Smith in the mix, and they'll go ahead and just let him do what he's been able to do and, and look uh, underneath that magic eight ball and find out what's going on for that defense. I, I, I think it's a good move, personally. I just I don't think he's part of this defense moving forward, and, you know, and, and why not get him off the field? At some point, I still say that he was going to become a liability for your defense because he can't cover. Well, 
clearly they, they felt the same way you did. I, I just thought I saw a guy that was playing okay and, uh, and giving them some quality snaps while they needed some help. But I'm assuming, guys, that it's going to be uh, Neil and, and Parsons that uh, – that will 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 you know we all know what Micah Parsons brings to the table, but with with Neil he's probably now real heavy in the mix. Yeah, I would think he'd have to be. Um, and look, there's going to be some answers as we move forward through the Giants game, and even after the Giants game. I mean, they may move some more guys around to try to fill in and and, and make this thing work. But so far, every move that Dan Quinn has made has been successful. So I, I guess you have to have. You, you at least have to have confidence in him that he's going to at least have him in the right position to be successful, right? Yeah, I mean, it's about trust, and you trust you trust your D.C. right now. And, and clearly, if, if he wanted him around, he'd still be here. I, I mean, oh, I, I don't think, think so. there's any doubt about that. I, I, I absolutely think so. I, I think that that was part of the, part of the problem. And, and maybe, just maybe, I'm just speculating here, and I have no idea, but you know, maybe with Jalen Smith in the lineup, it was limiting Dan Quinn on what he could call and what he could do defensively. Maybe. I mean, there's there's certainly a possibility that that's the, the case. So, uh, anyway, it, he's gone, and, and you got your way. I hope you're happy. Uh, it's <laughs> wow. Blame it on me. Thanks. <laughs> You've been calling for it since June. It's, I, I've been right there with you, bud. <laughs> oh my! It's a four fifty-six. We're four in front of five. Coming up next, we talk uh, TCU football. We do it with Stephen Simcox. We do it next here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show, it's been one of those days because I have to have that button out to uh-huh. talk to coaches. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. you see, that's why we're here in the two o'clock yeah. hour. We want to make hey, sure everything is, the... is ready for Matt Mosley. <laughs> We've just got to make sure this is the everything... test hour for yeah, yeah. The next no, two shows. we work out all the bugs, we work out all the kinks, <laughs> and then when Mosley rolls in at three o'clock, everything will be perfect. Because nobody wants to hear that. Tune into the Voice of the Bears weekdays from two to three p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. That's Genco and me. Refinance your vehicle today at Genco with rates as low as 1.69% for 48 months and have 90 days of no payments. Refinancing can lower your payment, so you pay less for your car. Apply online and get an additional 0.1% off our already low rate. Thank you, Genco. And don't forget, your vote counts. Vote today for your local school to win $1,500 with Genco School Spirit Competition. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. NCUA, equal housing lender. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. This is Jim Haller, proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long 
story short, we said, let's go for it. And a week and a half later, thanks to Redwoods Incorporated, we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy. And to make it even better, the cost was less than we had budgeted. Redwoods Incorporated exceeded our expectations. If you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service, go see Greg or Scott at Redwoods Incorporated, conveniently located off North Valley Mills Drive on Esther Street behind Applebee's Restaurant. You'll be glad you did. Is your air conditioning system not exactly cooling or heating your house or office like it did when it was new? AC systems weren't built to last forever, especially in our hot and humid Central Texas climate. If your unit is over 10 years old, chances are you're on borrowed time. Polanski Heating and Air offers award-winning customer service and straightforward pricing with no hidden fees or charges. Family-owned and operated, call Polanski Heating and Air of Waco today. That's 254-218-3321 for offers in service area. Marineland Boating Center, Crest Pontoons, and Mercury Marine believes no matter how you boat, the water unites us all. Crest Pontoons offer a level of quality, safety, style, and comfort that is unparalleled in the industry. Mercury outboards are durable, reliable, and powerful. Whether you're fishing, pulling a tube, or just getting away from it all to relax, Marineland Boating Center has the perfect model for you. Take time to live the pontoon life and experience the Crest standard of excellence. Powered by Mercury at Marineland Boating Center in Waco, making memories since 1983. If you're self-employed, you have a special health insurance problem. Michael Hurley of Hurley Benefit Services. I'm trying to help the individual out there who makes too much to qualify for any help, any subsidy or benefits from the government towards their health insurance, but does not have the income to pay the incredibly high premiums we find if you're buying your insurance individually. You can have individual or group coverage that is a lot better, that costs a lot less. HurleyBenefits.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y Benefits.com. The one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is China Spring Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, China Spring Country Store also has the latest styles from the most popular brands of women's Western clothing, including those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude, plus jewelry, lawn and garden products and Plum Creek Crockers that will be perfect for your front porch. Go by and see Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store, 9030 China Spring Highway. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 5 o'clock, welcome back in. This is Game Time, and Game Time on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. They are currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply at 7601 Imperial Drive. Tom Barkfield. And Aaron Sexton in our uh, Alan Samuel Studios, Ward White's down at Wings Pizza and Things, where he promised to bring us some of those chili cheese fries or or the tots or something. I, I'm not real clear, but anyway, we welcome into the program uh, from uh, from Locked On Horn Frogs, the podcast. We welcome in Stephen Simcox. Stephen, good afternoon. How are you, buddy? Tom Ward, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. We appreciate it. Let's. Uh, Let's begin by talking some some uh, TCU Horn Frog football. The uh, frogs coming off the uh, the loss Saturday. That's uh, that's a, another tough one, and and now they got to turn around and head out to Lubbock and take on a Texas Tech team that's coming off a a victory over West Virginia. Yeah, falling to two and two after losing to Texas. I think there's some encouraging things from that game. 
I felt like the effort level was better, the intensity was better, but still really struggling to stop the run. You know, the young Andy who is obviously a great back. He had over 200 yards rushing. A uh, similar situation to the SMU game where they kind of clawed back into it, got within five points. If the defense was able to get a stop and get the offense the ball back one more time, uh, you had a chance to go take the lead late. But, I mean, they couldn't get off the field on third and six. They gave up, you know, another first down on the ground. So that is uncharacteristic. That's two straight weeks and really all year where they've really struggled in the middle of that defense. Um, but, you know, I think overall there's no moral victories. You, you feel better about the way they played. The problem now is as you laid out there, you're sitting at 500 and you have a Texas Tech team on the road. It's always tough to go play. It's coming off an emotional win against West Virginia. Then you play Oklahoma. So you don't want to be staring two and three in the face when you travel up to Norman. So pretty important game for both these teams. But I think especially TCU trying to snap a two-game losing streak. Uh, there's got to be a sense of urgency as they travel out to Lubbock this weekend. Steven, you've covered, uh, covered Gary Patterson for a long time, and he, he's he been a guy that's that's a defensive guru, and, and I love the way that he goes and approaches things. But have you ever seen him spend so much time in off-the-field matters and, and off-the-field noise as he has this past couple of weeks? No, probably not. I mean, he's, he's never been afraid to, to kind of make his feelings known about uh, another team celebrating or maybe how another player was acting on the field. Like, he'll, he'll kind of dip his toe in that water occasionally. I was, I was really surprised, that, and we talked about this last week, but I was really surprised at how he doubled down after the SMU loss on the, on the flag situation. Uh, and, and I can't explain it. I think there's some frustration there. Uh, I feel like he might be feeling the pressure a little bit. Um, maybe he's trying to take some of that pressure off his team. And, and be a little bit of a distraction. But, you know, like, this is who Gary is. Like, he, he has been at TCU for 20-plus years. Uh, he's obviously built up a lot of capital in that relationship and, and is somebody who uh, is the face of that program. So, I think he's always been truthful. He's always said what he felt. And, you know, let's rub people long, the wrong way for a long time. I don't know a lot of opposing pimp bases that like him. Um, as a coach, which, I mean, hey, whatever. Like, that's not his job to get the approval of other schools. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely fixated a little bit on, on some things going on outside the football field. And I'm not sure if that's intentional or if it's, uh, if it's just some frustration boiling over. But I don't think it's a, a good thing for the team overall. As they go to Lubbock, uh, as you mentioned, they've lost two in a row, a non-conference game to SMU and then a conference game to Texas. Do, do you kind of get a feel that this this is kind of a, a must-win, even though it is a road game in, 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 in Jones Stadium? I think so. I mean, it's still really early. And if you fall to two and three, it's not necessarily the end of the world. But as I said, you still have Oklahoma on the road. You have, you know, Baylor, who looks really good at home. Um, West Virginia is always tough. Iowa State named late in the season. Like, you go down the list, Oklahoma State and Stillwater, once you get past this game, um, there's not a, a, a lot of games, really only that KU game that you look at right now and say, oh, yeah, that's that's one you can mark down and, and guarantee a victory. So um, you need to get this victory this week in Lubbock. And uh, I think they know that. I feel like they understand the importance of, of this ball game. TCU's had some bad starts the last few years, and they've been able to bounce back. So now you're back against the wall again. 
have to find a way to win in a, in a tough road environment. But um, if you want to have any chance at the aspirations you had before the season, which I, I don't think they're a Big 12 championship team at this point, I don't um, feel like they're going to be a factor in that race. But if you if you want to be, if you still have that goal, which I know this team does, then it's got to start by getting the victory on Saturday and, and stacking up some wins over the next few weeks. Stephen, are you as intrigued as I am about the matchup between Sonny Cumbie and Gary Patterson coming up on Saturday night? I am. This should be fun. You know, Sonny, uh, fairly or unfairly, the last few years when this off- the TCU offense was kind of sputtering, he sort of became a scapegoat for the fans. Like, they all blamed him for his play calling, and he was the reason why they had so many uh, issues. But to be honest, I mean, the offense is better this year. But it hasn't – I mean, the, the inconsistency is still there. I haven't seen it take the leaps and bounds that people thought it might when, you know, they had somebody else calling the plays and Doug Beecham. So, uh, I imagine Sonny's eager to, to get out there and, and prove that, you know, when he's got the play sheet in his hand, he can make some things happen. I know that he knows Gary's defense really well. I'm sure that Gary knows his offense really well. Um, you know, they've had some battles over the last few years in practice. So, who kind of – uses that to their advantage the most will be really intriguing and yesterday Sonny actually had some media availability and they asked him about you know his time at TCU and he actually got really emotional talking about Gary Patterson which surprised me because I didn't get the impression that things ended on the best of terms um but that's a fun matchup to watch you know who who kind of uses that knowledge that they have about um each other's schemes to their advantage uh in the game and, and who can maybe make some things happen because of that you mentioned the familiarity does so what does this game come down to saturday night well i mean you know from tcu's perspective you, you have to find a way to, to slow down Tech's offense especially in the run game you know i know henry columbia i uh, can throw it a little bit and he was at utah state before transferring to texas tech so he knows that well as well he kind of knows that system pretty well, but I think stopping Brooks in the ground game will be huge. And then also, I mean, they got to find a way to get Zach Evans more touches. You know, he had 15 carries, had over 100 yards, uh, but this has been a theme the last couple weeks where he's been successful, but they haven't gotten him the ball enough. Uh, Coach Patterson said that he's been tired. That's the reason they haven't used him, you know, as much as they'd like to. So, I'm not sure if that's a conditioning issue or if they're trying to save him for later on in the year, but as I've kind of laid out already, this is an important game. He's your best player. He's your best weapon offensively. And I think if your running game is good, then it can kind of mask some of the problems you have on defense, some of the uh, inconsistencies you have in the passing game. So I would look for him to get a lot of opportunities, both running the football and maybe, uh, you know, catching it out of the backfield as well. But I think those are the two, two big keys. You know, can this defense either force turnovers or just be better at keeping um, – the opposing team out of the end zone, and then can you find a footing offensively with, with Zach Evans carrying the rock? Steve, a night game in Lubbock, and it's always a wild uh, place at Jones Stadium at night there in Lubbock. But with TCU going over the past couple of weeks of what they've gone through, do you expect maybe in this ball game that Gary Patterson and offensively and defensively both kind of throw the kitchen sink at the Red Raiders early in this ball game to, to try to get things swayed in their direction? I would imagine that he's got he's got to have some things defensively that look a little bit different just because of what we talked about earlier with, with Sonny Cumbie knowing him so well. 
Um, you know, Doug Meacham always likes to run trick plays. I'm not sure how successful they always are, but he's always somebody who wants to run a reverse or maybe a wide receiver pass. Um, so I think you could see that, that try to take the crowd out of it. I mean, it's it's real. Like that road environment, especially at night when, uh, you know, Tech fans have more time in the day to partake in, in beverages, <laughs> um, it can get pretty raucous and things will be, objects will be thrown. So um, if, if you can settle that down any, then you, you have to take advantage of that. So a fast start would be a big key. And, yeah, um, you know, trick plays maybe, or not even trick plays necessarily, but just different formations, different looks that could confuse, you know, tech on both sides of the ball might be a good recipe to get off to a fast start. Steven, as, as you know, uh, Ward White's was the poster child to get rid of Jalen Smith. Well, it finally happened. <laughs> were, were you a little surprised uh, of the timing of uh, Smith being released? I was. I mean, I understand the, the financial implications that were at stake. Um, and Jalen wasn't playing well. But at the same time, like, I figured they'd keep him on the roster just for depth, just to have somebody there that's been around for a while uh, that I think the people in that locker room respect. He's got an amazing story. I mean, the fact that he's even playing football is uh, pretty remarkable given the injury he went through. And I will say, like, Jalen was really good. You know, back when they, they made the playoffs and beat the Seahawks, I can't remember exactly what year that was. I think it was 2019. Um, but Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderash were great. I mean, they were a great linebacking duo. It looks like they had the potential to be, moving forward, maybe the best tandem they've had that position since, like, that win at Dexter Coakley. Um, I remember specifically one play, which you don't want to, you know, bog somebody's career down to one play, but uh, they were playing the Texans on the road, and it was – you know, Deshaun Watson at quarterback, either on third and goal or fourth and goal, and he's trying to get in the end zone. And Jalen Smith just chased him down, like ran laterally all the way across the field and knocked him out of bounds before he got to the pylon. Um, and you saw that closing speed on display that season. He looked like a guy that could be a cornerstone of that defense, but it has not materialized since. And, and the other thing that surprised me with this, about this is that he's a Jerry Jones guy. I mean – when, when Zeke was partying in Cabo during training camp, like Jalen Smith got a deal done, and they held a press conference. And I remember Jerry and Steven talking about how this was a guy that understood you know, the salary cap and that um, there was a, a limited pie and everybody had to get a piece. And he, you know, he was a team player. Um, and they were kind of hammering that narrative all offseason long because Zeke was holding out and then Dak was also looking for a new contract. The fact that Jalen – kind of went up to Jerry and was like, hey, let's get a deal hammered out. That was something that they tried to use to put some pressure on those other guys. And in the past, man, if, if a player gets close to Jerry Jones, it's really hard to let go of them. I mean, I, I remember they had to move heaven and earth to uh, to get Jerry to let Des Bryant go. And even though it was kind of a controversial decision at the time, um, you know, I think they've, they've been able to replenish that receiving core. So the fact that they were able to move on from Jalen – makes me think that maybe Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn have a little more input than some previous staff have had as far as player personnel decisions go, which I think is a good sign. Um, But I was shocked that they did it in the middle of the season. And I feel like it says they feel pretty good about, you know, Jareel Cox, um, Micah Parsons, super versatile, but eventually I, I believe they want him to play that inside linebacker position. And, if you have a couple of those young guys, I guess you, you feel good enough that you can cut somebody like Jalen Smith loose. Locked on Horn Frogs podcast. Uh, what do you got coming up? 
We'll have our uh, weekly Big 12 roundtable with the different hosts coming out tomorrow um, and a bunch of previews of this uh, upcoming Texas Tech game. Locked on Horn Frogs, you can get it anywhere you get your podcast. Steven, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much. Hey, Tom, real quick, I did want to sure. say I forgot. I didn't get it, this out last week because I think Ward was going to get some loaded tots or something, and he, he missed the rest of our interview. But um, I, I listen to you guys all the time, and I love the high school play-by-play you guys do. Tommy doing a great job on Waco High. Ward does a great job on Simple. But a few weeks ago, I saw that UMHV was trailing Harden Simmons like 21-7 to or 21 to nothing, and I almost fell out of the chair. So I put the stream on. And Ward just did a fantastic job, and the rest of the crew did as well, uh, bringing you know that broadcast to life as they made that comeback against Harden Simmons. So, um, you guys always do a great job with that play-by-play stuff, and I just want to pass that along. Everybody should listen to those those broadcasts on Friday and Saturday if you can. Stephen, thank you. We appreciate that. And you're right. Uh, I was <laughs> the uh, the Harden Simmons thing, Ward. That was that was that was a nail biter, wasn't it, brother? Absolutely. Appreciate that, Stephen, very much. Yeah, it was it was. Uh, it was surreal to say the least with them going into the locker room down 21 points and you thought, what? who's out there? Who, who's playing Arden Simmons right now? Absolutely. And, then, and then they came back. It was, it was a tale of two halves. I know that's a cliche, but it really was. It was unbelievable to watch them come back in that game. All right, uh, and we appreciate those kind words, uh, Stephen, and we'll talk to you next week. Uh, it is uh, it is time for the Cowboy Update. Our Cowboy Update is brought to you by Dr. Rao Ali of Hill Regional Hospital. He is board-certified pain specialist. You can call Dr. Ali today, 469-562-4188. Hi, everyone, with today's Cowboys report on Krista Scales. The team makes a shocking decision to release one of its star players. What's up with the Cowboys parting ways with linebacker Jalen Smith? An explanation after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. Two years ago, the Cowboys signed linebacker Jalen Smith to a $64 million deal as a cornerstone of the franchise. But now the team is parting ways with Smith, who's no longer a starter and has seen his playing time decrease with the arrival of Michael Parsons as well as free agent Keanu Neal. Unable to find a trade partner for Smith, the Cowboys still have to pay the remainder of this year's base salary of $7.2 million. But by releasing him, they won't be on the hook for next year's $9.2 million base salary, which was guaranteed in case of an injury this season. You can bet when Coach McCarthy meets the media this morning, the first question of the press conference will be about Smith's release. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. 
Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 in Imperial. At CMC Auto Group, we have always strived to carry the highest quality pre-owned inventory in town. All vehicles serviced, checked out, oil changed, and ready to drive daily. At CMC Auto Group, Central Texans are our customers, and Central Texans are who we strive to please. Great local financing available with incredibly low interest rates. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 in Imperial. Keenan and Claire, tell them where. CMCAutoGroup.com Say habla espanol. You trained for this all year. Endless hours of cardio, conditioning, and weights. And now you are ready. Ready to trek back to your seat from the concession stand. Through the lines, lost fans, and that mascot who wants you to do a little dancey dance. All without spilling a drop of your ice-cold Bud Light. Welcome back to football, sports fans. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group. Highway 6 and Imperial combine and see what makes them different. Dallas Cowboys have released linebacker Jalen Smith. The Cowboys owe him his full $7.2 million base salary and will save $9.2 million on next year's salary. Looking to address the growing number of transfers, the NCAA Division I Council approved a one-year waiver that will allow college football teams to sign up to seven players to replace those who leave. The waiver will allow to sign 25 players plus as many as seven transfers, not high school players, to replace those who transfer out the first term. The Red Sox beat the Yankees last night in the wild card, 6-2. Now will face the Rays. In the National League, the Cardinals and Dodgers tonight in the wild card. First pitch at 7-10. Catch the Scott Stewart Show tonight from Wings Pizza and Things in Temple on Fox Sports Central Texas starting at 6 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Five twenty-two, twenty-two after five. This is game time. Tom and Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. Coming up Saturday, Ward, bright and early, you going to join me? I mean, you you can come hang out before the game. I just thought about that. Seven a.m. Hmm. out at huh? No. Hmm. Huh. Well, I, I I didn't say no. I just said hmm. Yeah, I know what <laughs> hmm means. Uh, we all know what hmm means. Uh-huh. It, it, it's seven a.m. for our pregame, uh, and then uh, network pregame at nine o'clock, and then the kickoff just after eleven. It's the Bears and West Virginia. One of the things that uh, you know the Bears they struggled offensively. They you know, they they just didn't play well on, on Saturday, and also there was some there were some issues you know on the sideline and clock management and some things like that and. And Dave Aranda talked about that. Very reflective, uh, very disappointed, very um, very hard on themselves. And a lot of my meetings with them yesterday was that way. I think, you know, make sure on um, on Sundays to kind of clean the day to where I'm, I watch all the special teams reps with our, our coordinator. I watch all of the offensive reps with the offensive staff and then watch all of the defensive reps with the defensive staff. And the reason for that is so that nothing um, kind of slips by, nothing sneaks through, right? Um, and, you know, the, the film doesn't lie. 
And so the, op- you know, the timeouts to protect, you know, the clock running out or the 12 guys on the field, those are just inexcusable. And so I, you know, I put myself as a, um, um, as um, the first one up that can do better in that area. And so um, for us to all see it and look at it and, and own it, I think was a big thing. So the Bears are uh, going to take on West Virginia, and uh, hopefully th- that aspect will get uh, cleaned up. And that's one of the things that uh, that uh, that Dave Rand talked about. It's just continue to clean up some of those issues, and one of them was penalties. Uh, you know, you can't keep averaging nine flags a football game and expect to expect to win. So it, it'll be interesting to see how how the Bears respond, particularly being back at home at McLean Stadium. And again, our uh, programming begins with game day live at seven a.m. And then uh, it is the tailgate show at 9 a.m. and followed by the uh, the broadcast at 11 a.m. with John, J.J., and Ricky. 523, we talk about the uh, the big one uh, in, uh, in the Cotton Bowl. And we do that uh, coming your way next right here on ESPN Central Texas as Craig Way, the voice of the Longhorns, will join us. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our Baylor Coaches Show tonight live from Rudy's. We'll give you details. Plus, Baylor Volleyball in action on the road this evening. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Join us tonight for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, from 7 to 8 p.m. That's tonight at our new time for the Baylor Coaches Show, beginning at 7 p.m. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. That is tonight for our Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's 7 to 8 p.m. this evening. Come and join us and hear from new Baylor women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's tonight beginning at 7 o'clock live from Rudy's and right here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Volleyball in action tonight on the road. It's a rare midweek non-conference game in October. Baylor versus North Texas this evening from Denton. Here's Baylor Volleyball coach Ryan McGuire on adding the non-conference game with an open weekend ahead. Yeah, definitely a unique uh, week. Have a bye, and, uh, you know, so we filled up a non-conference in North Texas. You know, they got a winning record. They've, they've been good within their conference at times, so... 
you know, looking forward to the match tomorrow. It gives us a chance to sharpen some things and maybe work on some stuff, some some wrinkles that we need to still be adding, doing. And then, uh, you know, over the weekend, a chance to kind of uh, rest up a little bit, make sure everyone's fresh and healthy. You know, like to see our hitters jumping back back with fresher legs a little bit more as we head in to play a great Kansas team. So this was just, just fell on your bye weekend for conference play? Yeah, okay. yeah. You know, we our preseason was so difficult. So, you know, I, I didn't want to add additional midweek matches there. So you get you get 28 dates, and we're, we're probably still under – you know what you we can do because of the tough schedule so uh yeah hopefully it's a week we can pick up a, a good win and um you know add to our record and put ourselves in a good position at the end of the year ryan mcguire and now 12th ranked baylor volleyball in action tonight from denton against the university of north texas 6 p.m match time this evening you can watch it on youtube tv this evening then Baylor Volleyball open this weekend. They'll be home next week, Thursday and Friday, hosting the Kansas Jayhawks. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The Whitney Coaches Show with Mark Bird is brought to you by Citizen State Bank of Whitney. Coach, coming off a 66 to nothing victory over Dallas A-plus Academy last Friday night to open up district play, you've got to be Pretty pleased with the way your team played in all three aspects of the game. Yeah, we really did. You know, uh, we just got to keep our momentum right now. Coming off of Dallas Madison, going into Dallas A Plus Academy, you know that was that was our main focus. Was can we keep that momentum and focus during uh, the A Plus game? You know, which which set up well. You know, we 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 were efficient in what we did. We got two scores defensively, which uh, we've been needing some turnovers for scores, and then just you know. We ran a lot of two-minute stuff and working on that package as well. So things are kind of rounding out going into the, to the bye week as far as what we want to set up for West. And the game like this also allows you to play some younger players and get them some varsity game experience. It did. You know, it, it let us get some backups in. And, you know, we don't have a lot of that right now because we've only got 25 kids playing. So uh, we're getting a lot of reps out of backups that, that, that are really starting reps, you know, uh, We've only got about five kids that switch over to both sides. So, you know, getting those guys in some, some valuable time was is good because you never know down the road whenever you got to take a break or you've got to get some kids in because of injuries or COVID that, that they need those reps, and we were able to do that. Now, you mentioned you had the bye this week, and then you get West next week. That's a pretty good pretty good week for a bye for your team. It was, you know, uh, you know, six straight, you know, and but those last four closeout games are going to be tough with West, Grandview, Maypearl, and and uh, Live Folk. You know, those are really setting up some things for us. But you know, in in the end, we we need to play well. We need to heal up a little bit. Uh, this week is a good week to to get a lot of quality teaching reps in, and that's how we look at it. ESPN Central Texas. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. 
Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. It is 531 as uh, we roll through a Wednesday afternoon. Tom and Aaron, we are here in the uh, Alan Samuels studios. Ward is down in beautiful Temple, Texas at uh, Wings Pizza and Things as he gets ready for the Scott Stewart Show that's coming up tonight at 6 p.m. over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the, the big game coming up Saturday in uh, in Dallas. And uh, we're joined now by the voice of the Texas Longhorns, our good friend Craig Way. Craig, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, great, Tommy. How are you? Uh, could not be better. And I did not realize this, but this is the 93rd consecutive meeting between Texas and OU played in Big D. Yeah, you know, um, they've, they've had an interesting past. They've actually played it in, uh, played it briefly uh, in Oklahoma City. They played it in Austin. They played it in Houston. Uh, played it in San Antonio one year uh, in the early days. Then they played it on the old fairgrounds, uh, on the old state uh, fair of Texas fairgrounds, and, and played it there uh, before the old stadium burned down. It was an old wooden grandstand, and it burned down like, I want to say, in the late 20s, maybe 29, somewhere around there. So it was, it was right around that time, and the old place burned down. Well, after it burned down, of course, then they built what is the current Cotton Bowl, at least the physical plan of it. They called it Fair Park Stadium, and it was just the single oval bowl. But when Doak Walker had his big years, that's when they double-decked it, and it became known as the house that Doak built and all that. And then, uh, so they played it consecutively there since 1929. And uh, it's been uh, – it's, it's quite the spectacle, as you know. They're on the, the State Fair of Texas. They're the fairgrounds and everything. It's, it's, it's a special day. For, for you as, as a broadcaster – how different is this this football game? It's different in that, um, you know, that that visual spectacle that you don't see anywhere else. That business where you see, uh, you know, the, the stadium that's half in burnt orange and half in crimson red, and it's just it's just different. It's just you know, and it's split exactly down the middle, so it looks. You know, it, it, and I mean, it is right at the middle of the 50-yard line. Oh, there's a smattering of, of red in that north end zone area and a smattering of burnt orange toward the south end. But it's pretty much all crimson wrapped around from the 50-yard line going toward the south end zone and the tunnel wrapping around uh, on the east side of the stadium and then burnt orange all the way back around. It, it stayed true to it. I always used to say, Tom, that if I wasn't broadcasting the game and uh, this will be – uh, my, uh, I, I've only missed one in, uh, in, uh, 30 years or 30 games. And that was when my wife passed away five years ago. But other than that, I haven't missed one, uh, since going continuously in 1991. And I always said that if I wasn't 
broadcasting the game, I would want to sit at least once right on the 50-yard line, on that <laughs> dividing line between the crimson red and the burnt just to hear the conversations that go on back and forth. Are you sure you want to hear the conversations? Well, I've got. You know what? If I went in those cases, I'd probably have to wear neutral colors because uh, you know it might invite some trouble. But but I like. I think I might like to experience if I wasn't working the game. But I'm quite happy being where I am up in the broadcast booth. It's it's much safer up there. Craig, for the Texas Longhorns over the past couple of weeks, the difference in the offense is it, in your opinion, the scheme of things? Or is this a personnel difference that's got them off and running? It's quite simply put, uh, the better offensive line play uh, against Arkansas. They got moved off the ball, and and the Razorback defense just kind of bullied them a bit. And uh, they played better with the offensive front. They've done better in their zone blocking schemes. The run blocking has been better. Now, I will tell you this. Having said that, you know, they they lost – uh, their fifth-year senior left guard, Denzel Okafor, last week to a leg injury in the TCU game. He's done for the year. And so what they had to do on the fly was to take a redshirt freshman, Andre Carrick, who's got a lot of promise uh, and, and is very talented, although I think it was one of the Longhorn players said, you know what, Andre's going to be really good when he knows where he's going. And football coaches will understand that with regard to the offensive line. But they moved him in to right tackle. And Derek Kerstetter, who's really been their Swiss Army knife for the, on the offensive line for all five years of his collegiate career, he's played all five positions. He moved from right tackle to left guard. And that's about as big a polarity change as you can have on the offensive line. But he's a fifth-year senior and a veteran, and he understands it and went right into it. And uh, so it held up pretty well. But I will tell you, they're, they're thin there. They're not real deep and, and – and what depth they do have behind the starters is young. So if you ask me what I think one of the critical keys to the game Saturday is going to be, it's how that offensive line performs against that stellar Oklahoma defensive front. I mean, thinking of Christian Jones, uh, the left tackle for Texas, lining up against Nick Benito, uh, it can it can you know make some Longhorn fans nervous, I would imagine. And they don't, he doesn't even have to have an all-world game, but if he can kind of hold his own a little bit. Um, you know, I think I think the Longhorns may be able to have a good game because B. John Robinson doesn't need a ton of space to be able to get you know squiggle through and and get some big yardage, but he does have to have some working room. Craig, you mentioned the offensive line, and you mentioned Robinson. Of course, he's he's been there all along. So with Casey Thompson at quarterback, does this does this offense have a different feel? I mean, can you can you visually or, or do you have a feel that this is a different offensive unit with him at quarterback? Uh, it, it, it has kind of grown on that, Tom, and I think we saw it more in the Texas Tech game. Uh, Casey did not have his best game against TCU, for sure, but Bijan more than made up for it with 216 yards on 35 carries. Uh, you know, so uh, the Casey, I think, infused a spark in the team. He's a very affable, likable guy who's who uh, is kind of one of those natural leaders that guys enjoy being around and following. So I think he's given them that kind of a spark. Hudson Card is an extremely talented young man, and I think he still can wind up being a really fine quarterback. But he's still learning a lot of the finer points, I think, of leadership. He's not a, a real outspoken guy. And, you know, a quarterback, you need to have 
uh, a guy who can can lead you verbally as well as by action on the field. I think he's still learning those things, and and Casey's still learning it too. I mean, after all, the Rice game was just his first start. I mean, he's going to be starting his fourth collegiate game on Saturday. So it's been a learning curve for him, and and it's been a fascinating week, Tom, because everybody knows his story about he's the son of Charles Thompson, the former Oklahoma quarterback. He grew up in Newcastle, Oklahoma, about 20 minutes from Norman, but he wanted to follow his own path, and he picked Texas. So it's it's been an, an interesting story to follow this week. For this Longhorn defense going against Spencer Rattler, he's had his problems throughout the season, Craig, but is it important for this Longhorn defense to maybe try to get in his kitchen early in the game and, and try to stay there? I really do think that's the case for it. I think, I think they need to do that because it's not, you know, with, with some of the inefficiency at times that Oklahoma has had offensively, very little of it actually falls on Spencer Rattler's shoulders. He's completing 76% of his passes. He was 22 or 25 a week ago. It's less on him and more, again, we talk about offensive line. The O-line hasn't performed quite the way they wanted to, and that's limited the running game, which everybody was very excited about. Eric Gray, the transfer from Tennessee, and Kennedy Brooks, the youngest man from Mansfield. I think, I think folks expected big things from that running game, and it hasn't completely materialized yet, in, in part because the offensive line hasn't stepped up. Rattler's made a few mistakes, but, but by and large, it hasn't been his fault. And so I, I think the offensive line's performance will be key if the Longhorns can get a good pass rush. And those interior defensive linemen for Texas, Keandre Coburn, Amoro Ojimo, Tavondre Sweat, those guys that rotate in the interior part of the defensive line, plus getting the outside rush from Jacoby Jones at a big game and had a sack last week. Ray Thornton on the other side. Ovia Gofu will spin down from his linebacker to the defensive front. They'll, they'll alternate. They'll give a four-man look. They'll go 3-3-5 three, three, stack. They'll even occasionally spin a Gofu down and do kind of a 4-2-5 look, kind of like what TCU runs. So they'll throw uh, several different looks at him and blitzes as well. And that's where Anthony Cook, the, the fifth defensive back, the star back as they call him, has to come off the edge and really make a difference if, he's, if they're going to send him on blitzes. He got to Max Duggan, hit him really hard last week, caused a fumble, and he recovered. So they've got to be able to get that kind of pressure, I think, on Rattler to get the Oklahoma offense off stride. Craig, and I know we got to let you go. We've just got a couple of minutes as well. But I wanted to get your thoughts here. Obviously, everybody recognizes the rivalry, Texas and Oklahoma, Fair Park, the whole nine yards. But now that it that it's – both Texas and Oklahoma are making the transition to to the SEC, and we don't know when. But w- with that in mind, do you think this game may have a different texture to it, a different feel as as the game gets going? Because once the There's game is played, it. I mean, once they're playing football, it's football. But I mean, leading up to it, uh, the pageantry of it, does it th- 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 could it possibly have a different feel? You think? You know, it's the second year in a row. It's a valid question for a different reason. Last year was because you had 25% capacity. And I heard Lincoln Riley say this as well, that it was weird before the game. It's all strange. He said, and then once the game kicked off, the game was going. And uh, I don't know that there'll be much in the way of SEC-related conversation. There's been a lot of jokes this week about how, uh, you know, there's, there's always screaming and yelling 
on every single play in the Texas OU game because either the Texas fans are happy and yelling or the Oklahoma fans are happy. So there's always yelling going on, and there's been these jokes going around that all 92,000 in unison will start chanting SEC. I don't see that happening. I don't, I don't think that's happening. These two teams have enough dislike for one another that they'll get after one another without any future conference affiliation being invoked into the conversation. Craig, as always, it is a pleasure. We appreciate your time. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, looking forward to it, Todd. Thanks. See you later. That is uh, Craig Way, the voice of the Texas Longhorns and the voice of the uh, UIL. And you can catch Craig on Friday night with our good friend Greg Tepper on the uh, Bally's uh, scoreboard show uh, on Friday nights on uh, Bally Sports Southwest. All right. Uh, it is uh, 542. Let's take a second here and let's talk about Morrison's Gifts, our good friends at uh, forty. 4308 West Waco Drive. That's next to Jason's Deli and the Brazos Square Shopping Center. Hey, if you are if you're you know perplexed and you're like mm, not sure what to get, what to get her for her birthday, what to get her for her anniversary, or a just a you know any kind of holiday, or, or maybe just a whatever gift, you're not sure. Well, the, here's what you do: you go to Morrison's Gifts. They've been doing this since 1979. It's Waco's gift store headquarters, and you can check them out, and you can you can check out John Hart Leather Goods, Consuela products, key rings, candles, jewelry, all kinds of great stuff. And you know what? They also offer free gift wrapping. Morrison's Gifts is uh, owned and operated by uh, Baylor alums, and, man, they are they are going to treat you right. I've been in there several times, and I always go in there with, with you know, kind of a confused look, which is nothing unusual. <laughs> and then they uh, they take great care of me, gift wrap it, make it look perfect, and out the door we go. It is Morrison's Gift. Stop by, see the staff today at 4308 West Waco Drive. <laughs> The Axel Coaches Show with Justin Havard is brought to you by Triple S Sports. Coach, you're coming off a uh, open week. Talk about some of the things that you set out to do and some of the things you got accomplished during this uh, during this bye period. Well, one one thing that we got accomplished is we healed up a little bit, and then uh, grades uh, came back out. We uh, we we got a couple of guys eligible again that had some grade problems from the previous year and had to sit out uh and then just went back to to fundamentals make sure we were taking care of the football cleaned up some uh some protection stuff for for some blitzes offensively and then uh just continued to tackle now you uh now you uh, turn your attentions it's a a regular work week and and you got Cayuga that uh, you're going to be teed up against uh, on Friday night talk a little bit about Cayuga and what they bring to the table man they've been playing everybody pretty close for the most part um you know they play hard they play all four quarters and they just they kind of hang around and so I, I told our boys the other day you know if we let them hang around their team that's good enough to beat you but if you go out and take care of the football and tackle and you know, play like we did early in the Meridian game, then, uh, you know, this could be a one-sided game. It, it sounds like you're looking for fundamental sound football from your football team. Absolutely. That's something that, uh, you know, last year we struggled with tackling and, and taking care of the football. And, you know, if you can't do those two things, things aren't going to go in your favor. As you as you build this thing in in how you want it to look like and how you want it to to perform, are, are the kids buying into the system? Oh yes, sir. They, uh, you know, they were they were bought in before, and uh, you know, we we've had some injuries this year, and it's like next man up. Well, then, uh, 
you know, when, when Coach Reynolds decided to just go the AD route, it was kind of next man up. ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. You're out! Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative, and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV.